is the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. The Bronte side of things still crook with the spicy cough. Um, and that was that was sucky because today's International Women's Day and she is a strong, successful woman and it would have been great to have her voice across Queensland and on the podcast today. And I thought, oh, man, in her absence, you know, International Women's Day, that's going to suck. Got to fill the void. The answer was standing right in front of me the whole time. Um, I caught up with my incredible wife, Michelle, and my gorgeous little eight-year-old daughter, Matilda, to find out what International Women's Day meant to them. And surprisingly, an eight-year-old actually had a lot to say on the topic. So that's coming up. Cass Dunn uh, from the Crappy to Happy podcast on Listener talks International Women's Day. Plus, on the fun side of things, WTF Wednesday returns. And we asked the question, whose name fit their job? Right? I'm looking at you, my dad's mate, Jason Nail, who is a builder named Jason Nail. There's a whole list of these. Uh, some good ones, too. It's coming up. The Cliff Farm Bronte Podcast. You gotta fight. Can you beat Bronte? We need to ask you some questions. Righto. We have managed to get it up to $200 in Bronte's absence, which I think is bloody incredible. We've been playing Can You Beat? Producer Alicia who is walking around here with a puffed-out chest. Um, she's had two cracking days in a row. Um, but I reckon Natalie could be the one to take her down. Morning, Natalie. Morning. She's gloating, mate, and I don't like it. <laughs> I can gloat too. Good. Yesterday, Alicia actually pulled the line, I think it should be, can you beat producer Alicia all the time? <laughs> I was like, I don't think Bronte's going to like that. Um, quickly, before we play, what are you doing this morning? No, I just already started the round of dropping children around town. It says here you've dropped the kids to the gym, but you will not yes. be going in. No, no. Good for you, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> I will put producer Alicia out there in the soundproof booth. She cannot hear. Um, and I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you, Natalie. You good to go? Yep, good to go. All right, let me get my pen. Good luck, mate. Your time starts... Now, what TV show sees contestants eliminated by a tribal council? Survivor. What is a noun? Pass. Uh, who wrote The Man from Snowy River? Oh. I don't know. Who is Katy Perry married to? Orlando Bloom. What airline is commonly referred to as the flying kangaroo? Qantas. Uh, what's a noun? It was the two in the middle. Going. Two in the middle there. They go, yeah. Uh, three points, though. Not bad, Natalie. Not bad. Hang about. We'll get her in. Hockey producer Alicia struts in. Can she make it a clean sweep three days in a row? I feel like you could have made the questions really hard because you really want to knock me off my pedestal, don't you? Mm. <laughs> I am a fair and equitable yeah, we'll quiz see. master. We'll Thank see. you very much. <laughs> Um, Natalie, you hold there. We're going to play with Leash. Um, mm-hmm. If she doesn't beat your score, that 200 bucks cash coming your way. Leash, right. 30 seconds on the clock. Mm-hmm. Your time starts now. What show sees contestants eliminated by a tribal council? Pass. What is a noun? Uh, an object. Who wrote The Man from Snowy River? Pass. Who is Katy Perry married to? Orlando Bloom. 
What airline is commonly referred to as the flying kangaroo? Oh, God. Um, the flying kangaroo. I have no idea. What Fair TV thing? show sees contestants limited by a tribal council? Oh, what's it called? It's on TV at the moment. Yeah, Survivor. That was way After the way buzzer. After the buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was hard. I knew you were going to do that. And now is I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I made them a little bit harder, but they're harder for everyone. Yeah. So a noun is a person, place, or thing. Yeah. So it's a person, it's a place, thing. or thing. Okay, I'll give you a half point for that. Uh, Banjo Patterson wrote the man from Snowy I've River. I've never heard of that. Um... That may have been a curveball to try and throw the <laughs> throw woman off who's only lived in Australia yeah. for five, six years. Yeah. Um, Orlando Bloom is married to Katy Perry. Qantas is the flying I kangaroo. Never heard of- so I got one and a half points. No, you got two and a half points. That's pathetic. I think. No, actually, I, no, I, one, yeah, one and a half. Oh, that's You're pathetic. right. Natalie, you've taken it out. We're back. <laughs> Well done, Natalie. How many did Natalie get right? Natalie got three right. Oh, you're better than me, Natalie. So she got Qantas. My chest is puffed out now. Good. Puff that chest. You've taken the crown of cocky producer Alicia. (gasps) She got Qantas right, Orlando Bloom right, and Survivor. Both of you have to go back to English (sighs) class for the noun. Yeah. Um, But Natalie, yeah, yeah, you don't need to do anything. You're the winner today. 200 bucks cash coming your way, mate. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. That's annoyed me. uh, Bronte's going to be so disappointed in you when she gets back tomorrow. Yeah, well, mate. (laughs) I'm never playing this game again. I I thought I'd be happy when you were deflated, but now I just feel bad for you. (laughs) Damn it. Alpha Bucks is back tomorrow morning, Thursday the 9th of March. It is worth a grand, a gorilla, a K, $1,000 cold hard cash. Uh, If you want it. Kiwi is a free answer for tomorrow. So we know that K is the letter and Kiwi, K-I-W-A, Kiwi, is your free answer for tomorrow, uh, Thursday the 9th of March when we play Alpha Bucks on Hit and Listener. No Bronte, she's out with the spicy cough. Um, But I'm here and it is an important day. It's important that we mark today International Women's Day and I was thinking that's going to be hard to do it. Um, without Bronte around. But then I thought, no, you know what? She's a bloody incredible woman, but I have two incredible women in front of me right now. This was when I was at home yesterday afternoon. And, well, one one woman and one little girl. So my wife, Michelle, and my eight-year-old daughter, Matilda. And I thought, I'm just going to hit record on the tape and see what this day means to them. Now, for context, uh, my wife, Michelle, she's 37. And again, like I say, you just need this for context because we talk about it a bit, but I don't say it in the tape. She's pretty high up in the world of retail management these days. She's done very well career-wise, got a fair team working underneath her these days. Um, so, yeah, that, that comes up a bit in the chat. So, enjoy. This is International Women's Day chat with Eminem, my wife, Michelle, and my daughter, Matilda. Michelle Clifton, thank you for chatting to me about this. No problem. Happy International Women's Day. Oh, thank you very much. You are a hugely successful woman in a pretty high up management position. You are. You are a very successful woman. Thank you. Could you see yourself in this position 10 years ago? Um, honestly, probably not. Okay. Why? Look... I think we've done a lot of work in in 10 years to make sure that women do have equality, but, you know, 10 years ago, 
it was very different time. So, right. This year's theme for International Women's Day is embrace equality. In the time we've been together, in a bit over ten years, I've seen you climb the the corporate ranks. I guess every two and a half, three years, like you get a little bit further up in your career. Do you think um, where you work has embraced equality? Oh, hundred percent. I think that. The company that I work for uh, definitely stand for equality and what they have done to make sure that that happens in everyday life is, is amazing. Do you think that's standard across the board or you think there's still work to be done in Australia? There's definitely still work to be done in Australia. I'm just very fortunate that I work for a very progressive company that that see value in in everyone. It doesn't matter what your gender is. If there is someone who's listening who probably hasn't experienced that, and like you say yourself, that you've been fortunate enough to be in that position, but if there's someone who doesn't relate to that, would, would you have any advice for them? I think just... Know who you are, be confident and comfortable in who you are as a person and back yourself. I think that if that's the one thing I can give women is back yourself, like back your decisions, back who you are. Don't be apologetic. Like you are amazing. So get out there and show it. You're an, you are a really incredible woman. I love you so much. Oh, thank you. All right. From the incredible 37-year-old in my life <laughs> to the incredible 8-year-old in my life, our little girl, Matilda. Matilda, do you like being a girl? Yes. What do you want to be when you grow up? I really want to be a teacher. Why do you want to be a teacher? Because I really love teaching little kids, like, below my age new things. Ah, that's so good. Do you feel you can do anything a boy can do? Yes, because I really like um, basketball. Yeah. And uh, my friend Aura, she does soccer. Yeah. So... So girls can play any sports the boys can play? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. What about when you grow up? Do you feel like you could do, like when you do a job, like mum and dad have jobs, do you feel like you can do any job that a boy can do? Yes. So being a girl won't ever stop you from doing what you want to do? Mm-hmm. I love you and I'm really, really proud of you. Thank you. There they are. That's Eminem, that's Michelle and Matilda. I'm so glad they did that. That sort of put my wife in particular a little out of her comfort zone. So I appreciate um, them doing that for International Women's Day. If you want to get around it, internationalwomensday.com is the website. Uh, Workplace conversations are the best. And working in a job like, you know, radio, doing the show on the radio and the listener app um, has some great advantages because you can often take workplace conversations and repurpose them and tell them again, you know, on the radio, tell the stories again. Um, Producer Alicia, tell us quickly about the IKEA person that... Did this person serve you or worth it? No, I, I actually met her in a pub, of course. Classic me. Um, but I, met, I met this girl in the Classic pub. Classic me. Yeah, we were having a couple of drinks and she was Swedish and she told me that she worked in Ikea. And I thought, that's just yeah on brand, isn't it? And oh. after a couple of schooners, that would have been a lot more funny than it actually is, meeting a Swedish woman who worked at Ikea. And I went, oh, I can, I can one-up that. Um, I told you that my dad has a mate who is... A builder. builder. And 
his name is not Bob. Do you remember? Oh, she's uh, Leash is already getting calls coming through. Okay, I think a lot of people will know where this one is going. So I said to Leash, uh, the builder mate of my dad. His name is. This is drum roll, please. Jason Nail, right? That is a win because he's a builder, and his name's Jason Nail. So we had a bit of a laugh about that. And since then, producer Alicia has jumped online and she's found a whole list of these. And there is a lot. An obvious one that I never thought of. Usain Bolt is a runner. Usain Bolt. He's a runner. It's a great one. Um, These are all true. They're all online. Um, A fireman doing his... And this guy dubbed himself in. I'm a fireman and my name is Greg Burns. Greg Burns, the fireman. Uh, we have a police officer named Constable Rob Banks. <laughs> uh, Constable Rob Banks, the police officer. An optometrist by the name of Dr. Ashley Seawright. A vasectomist by the name of Dr. Richard Beatty. So Dr. Dick Beatty, um, the vasectomist. And this, this one I love too. A news reporter... And this image went kind of viral online. It was a news reporter reporting fuel price rises. And his name? Phil McCann. <laughs> That's a win. Phil McCann. Phil McCann, Phil. Phil McCann. 131060, can we open this up? Do you know someone or have you met someone or you've just come across someone whose name fits their job? 131060, um, it's the kind of thing you remember. Like if you meet Greg Burns, the fireman, you're going to remember that. Leon's first, names that are a bit ironic that match jobs. Leon, what do you got for us? Oh, here you go, mate. Yes, uh, not really a, a job description I could say, but I, went, I got on from work yesterday, Harvey, and I turned on to the chase and mm. uh, Larry, the host, asked one of the contestants and said that, um, Oh, you're married. Oh, you're, oh, you're, your partner won't marry you, and is there a reason why? And he turned around and said, Yeah, my last name's um, Bucket, and her first name's Philippa. <laughs> and I don't think that it sounds too good together. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a Philippa Bucket either. Oh, that is so good. Thank you, Larry Emder and the Chase for those goods. Uh, Linda, whose name matched their job? <laughs> I'm not sure about whether it was his job or what he turned out to be, but I knew a lady whose surname was Carr, and she did call her son Steel. Steel Carr. Oh, that poor kid. That's uh, that's not a bright future ahead for Steel Little Steel Car, is it? Thirteen ten sixty. Adam is here. Adam, whose name matched their job? Uh, my parents went on a trip to Adelaide in the nineties. They came across a sign. His name was I C. Oh, okay, we're losing you there, but I got it here. Alicia's just typed it through. And op- is this right? An optometrist named Doctor I Seymour. Yeah, that's correct. Oh my uh, god! In in the in Adelaide in the mid nineties, mate. God, just do any other job but optometry. Uh, Sean, whose name matched their job? Yeah, my dad had uh, some sun spots cut out, and uh, the doctor that did his procedure was Doctor Cutmore. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a great one. Dr. Cutmore. Um, Erica is on the speakerphone in the car. Erica, whose name fit their job? Uh, my name. My maiden name was Coles, and I worked at Coles Supermarkets for a long time. So you were Erica Coles working yes. at Coles? Yes. Oh, that would have looked interesting on a payslip. <laughs> it was. Uh, one more. We're going to end with Joe. Joe, whose name matched their job, mate? Well, I used to find it very funny. Um, my One of my good friends worked um, here in Townsville mm. in her surgery, and um, she worked for Dr. John Hack. <laughs> Just get another job, job, John. Get another job, mate. This next segment may contain material that could be upsetting or triggering and may not be for little ears. Um, hard to believe it was a bit over two months ago now, back on the 2nd of January. A lot of us heard that news of the awful SeaWorld helicopter crash on the Gold Coast, resulting in the deaths of four people. And uh, two months on, a preliminary investigation's findings has actually been handed down um, and some pretty crazy stuff to run through it from 7 News. Georgia Costi is here. Uh, morning. Thanks for your time, Georgia. Good morning, Cliffo. Look, it's the, it's the question we all want answers to. It's the question we want answered. Like, how was this able to happen? Are we starting to get a bit of clarity on that? Yeah, we are starting to get clarity. It is still early days, and the investigators have said that it is a really complex investigation, and it will take some time. But they've been interviewing the witnesses, the survivors, and they've reviewed all the video footage, and they do have a little bit of an indication on what could have happened. And at this stage, they think it was a communication breakdown. So they spoke to the pilot who survived. His name is Michael James and he told the investigators that he didn't actually hear the pilot of the other chopper, Ash Jenkinson, make a call. It's called a taxiing call to say that he was going to go up in the air. So they think at this stage that's where it all sort of started. Is there anything to back that up? Like do do any other um, people have access to hearing that, that radio like live when it happens at the time, those radio calls or is there some version of a like in a plane we have a black box? So Is there anything that sort of backs up that call by the surviving pilot? Well, this is what they were saying um, the issue was yesterday is because of the altitude that those helicopters fly at, it's hard for those voice recordings to be recorded by the tower in Southport. So they're having trouble, you know, seeing if it was even recorded to begin with. Uh, But one of the ladies who survived, Winnie De Silva, she has come out and said that she doesn't recall um, hearing that call made either. But, you know, they're still saying it doesn't mean it hasn't happened. We just haven't been able to prove, you know, if it has or hasn't yet. It's still very early. So that is genuine. Genuinely, generally, I should say, um, standard operating practice is the helicopter taking off would make a call to say over the radio, I am taking off, and it, it appears that hasn't happened. Yeah, it's um, compulsory in that uncontrolled airspace. Oversea world, it's uncontrolled. So there's, you know, about three or four calls they're supposed to make just to keep things running smoothly in that area. Right, Georgia, where to from here? Does the investigations continue? Yeah, they're going to continue for at least two years, they've said, because this happened, you know, over the Christmas holidays in a really busy area. There was heaps of witnesses, lots of video, and the investigators have said they have more than a 1,000 pieces of evidence. So they're just going to keep working on this for at least two years, they say, wow. and then eventually they'll have those recommendations and findings. Yeah, we're going to be hearing about it for years to come. Uh, this morning, uh, reporting live from the Gold Coast, Georgia Costi from 7 News. Thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thank you. That was the Cliffo and Bronte podcast.